This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. This is a download from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, log on to the BBC Asian Network website. Rajan Pablo. Hello once again to all my fellow Bollywood fanatics. Hope you've had a fantastic week. Let's get straight into this week's big releases, including Kwab, Hava Hawaii, Mastram and Goyalanchal. We spoke to former tennis player turned actor Navdeep Singh as he explained how he went from the tennis court to Bollywood in his debut movie, Khwab. You must be very excited about this movie. Now, it's your first big, big movie. Um, and we understand uh, that, you know, you've come from tennis, but even before tennis, you were always interested in acting anyway. That's right. Uh, well, um, I can tell you how it started. Uh, ever since I was a child, I was always uh, inclined uh, towards the creative uh, uh, stuff, mostly acting and dancing and uh, singing. But acting was the most uh, prominent. I was uh, inspired by Amitabh Bachchan in his uh, film Shahenshah. So I was a young boy when I saw that. And uh, I just acted in a lot of school plays. I did a lot of theater, a lot of workshops while growing up, a lot of research and development. I did some short films as well. And uh, I was also very passionate about tennis. So this, uh, it just happened so that uh, my tennis achievements, uh, they kind of took on very rapidly. And I started getting a lot of sponsorship attention and uh, offers to uh, train abroad. In fact, I came to UK and uh, trained in the academies there. And uh, when I started doing well uh, in tennis and uh, traveling a lot, you know, I was traveling uh, all over the place, playing tournaments, and at the same time keeping my acting, uh, uh, you know, passions alive. And when I was kind of done and happy with what I had achieved in tennis, I just, you know, um, made it a point to uh, pursue my acting career, which I always wanted to do. You're originally from yeah. Dubai. How did you make it in the big bad world of Bollywood in Mumbai? Is that in a good way or a bad way? Big it, bad world. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good way. It's Rajan Pablo. Uh, well, of course. It's uh, definitely a wicked move uh, coming to Bollywood. I always wanted to be part of Bollywood. And uh, I think that Dubai really gave me everything uh, at a young age. My very special childhood memories are in Dubai. I was just there uh, because the film's also released in Dubai and the GCC. So it's very special that the film's released in India and in Dubai. And even more special because I am, in a way, a Dubai boy. So it's it's just amazing that Dubai is where I started off acting and uh, my tennis started off there. And uh, that's just been my journey. And I knew that one day or the other, I'll definitely come to Mumbai regardless of, you know, where I am. Your first big movie, Quab. Just tell us a bit about your role in the movie. Yeah, so I'm playing the role of a 400-meter sprinter. And uh, he doesn't really know it at first. So he's gifted. And he's uh, from a small village uh, in India called Chandrapur. And uh, so I'm playing uh, the character of, uh, you know, a, a simple boy. He's a simpleton from uh, rural India. And it's about his journey and, uh, of course, uh, the girl who is uh, a swimmer. And she always wants to be a swimmer. And how their journey takes them from the village and um, basically throws them into many challenges which they face in order uh, to pursue their dreams, you know, fight for their dreams and uh, protect it, uh, you know, amongst a lot of difficulties that they face even outside their respective fields. Indeed. Navdeep, I have to ask you, right, you know, Bag Milka Bag has been such a success. Is this the new Bag Milka Bag in the making? 
No, this is a film, but it's a different sports film. So for two completely different things. It's a film depicting sports in a realistic way. Uh, it's depicting a realistic scenario that's happening in India. So it's not a biopic. It's a fiction, but it is portraying uh, the sports scenario in India in a realistic manner. Did you have to train a lot for this movie? Yes, yes, I did. In fact, uh, my tennis background helped me a little bit uh, in terms of uh, what to expect or, or, in fact, not being intimidated by the challenges of training. But you would imagine that uh, they're two different professions, tennis and sprinting. So to learn to be a sprinter and to train like a sprinter uh, was an experience which I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll just uh, say that three months, wow. I was training about four hours a day. And uh, I would do a lot of uh, uh, sprinter-specific cardio, like long-distance running, uh-huh. uh, followed by uh, like heavy gym weights. And then the alternate day would be uh, just 400-meter literal sprint. So I wow. think it's 400 meters and more in the film. Now, the one thing I have to ask you, right? You know, Quab means dreams. Your dreams are coming true. Was it your dream to have Salman Khan launch the music? We've seen all the pictures. Yes, it was. <laughs> of course, it's a dream come true that he was standing next to me. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I couldn't believe that yeah, he's just uh, been... And he's so warm. He's such a big superstar. And him, just such a down-to-earth person. And he's so warm, so encouraging. And uh, ever since I was, uh, you know, a teenager, I just, he's been my inspiration. In fact, it's Amitabh Bachchan, since childhood and always will be. And when I later hit my teens, it was Salman Khan who inspired me a lot. Uh, so now, Simmer yeah. Morani, now she's another athlete in the film. Did you train with her? Yeah, no, we actually did our gym workouts together because the production had facilitated all that. So whenever we had a gym weight session, we were trained together. But in terms of my sprinting and her swimming, that was at uh, separate places. Because she would obviously have her swimming instructors, and I've had I'd have my sprint instructors, uh, not training us. We did, yeah. What's coming up after this movie? What are you working on next? Well, at the moment, fingers crossed, there are some things in the pipeline. I am looking at some very interesting scripts, but uh, I'm mostly focusing on uh, the response now for Quab, and uh, just just waiting for that really. And uh, these things should work out uh, hopefully soon. Uh, don't want to talk much about that, but. Uh, Definitely, maybe in our next interview, then I could reveal some more details how it's going. We hope you do come back and talk to us, but best of luck with this movie. Thank you for talking to Raj and Pablo on the BBC Asian Network. Thank you, Raj, and thank you, Pablo. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Now, as always, Salil Acharya delivered his take on the biggest Bollywood releases, with this week's focus firmly on Hava Hawaii and Mustram. Hi, Salil. Hello. How are you, buddy? How's you, have you been? Well, it's been a very, very busy weekend with so many films releasing. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of lucky that I wasn't able to see all because some of them got cancelled and I've got really bad news everywhere. Well, uh, Salil, um, you're very lucky that you did get some releases because uh, we didn't yeah. get any this, Nothing. this week. Uh, Nothing. But let's start with Hava Hawaii. Uh, firstly, just give us a brief about um, what the movie is about. Well, it's a sports film and this was actually a film that had two sports films releasing this weekend. One was Hava Hawaii and one was Kwab. We'll not talk about Kwab because most of the shows are cancelled, sadly. Uh, but Hava Hawaii dealt with uh, rollerblading, which is uh, it's a new sport in India, but a lot of kids are actually doing it now. And Amol Gupte, who last made Stanley Kadabba and actually shot 60% of Paris in Eiffel, is very brilliant with the kids. So he decided to make a film with his son because his son himself is a brilliant rollerblader. And that's how the story was conceptualized. So they made this film about this young boy who comes from very meager means, who has a dream to become a skater. And then there's this coach, Sakib Salim, played by him. 
and how together they try to realize the dream and also send a message across to so many parents that, you know, you don't need to have too much to realize a dream. You can be from nowhere, which is like how Mumbai is. You know, a lot of people have nothing and they can still reach where they want to be. So that was the basic concept of the film. And was it inspiring? Well, it was, uh, you know, it was a very sensitive film. I think the casting of the kids was fantastic. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, Amol has a school where he teaches a lot of young children how to act, how to direct, how to make films. So they're very natural in front of the camera. It's a very heartwarming, very heart-touching film. I think Parthu's son uh, played the role wonderfully well. Sakib Saleem was last uh, seen in a Karan Johar film, if you remember the short stories. He'd also done uh, Mary Dad Ki Maruti, mm. Uma Qureshi's brother. He's a young, aspiring, good-looking boy. Camera loves his face. Uh, and I think the whole film was a very sweet film. It was a little slow, as you can imagine. You know, Amol likes to take his time in making the cinema as well. Uh, so as a result, you know, the kids loved it. I went with a group of five or six kids to watch the film. Uh-huh. And we finished the film at about 9.30 in the night. And immediately, they all wanted to go rollerblading. So Aww. I think he was reaching the right target audience. It was a very sensitive film. I think the young boys casting, you know, his friends was very cute, very mumbai uh, very true to the subject. Only thing is, because it was a little slow and, you know, it, uh, it's, it's like a little boy's dream, I think it might not be able to hold the audiences for very long uh, as far as the cinema is concerned. And a lot of people ask me, can it be compared, compared to a Tari Zameen Par? Mm. Uh, possibly not. You know, Tari Zameen Par also is lovely for the kids, uh, got the parents involved and it was a lovely film. This is a good film. But I don't think it's going to be able to compare to even a Queen, which is a really, uh, you know, as far as cinema was concerned, was really happy cinema and wonderful cinema. This won't make money at the box office, but it's a lovely, earnest attempt. And I think if you have kids, you know, who, uh, and you want to see young kids perform, I think it's a lovely film to watch. So uh, what's your marks out of five for it? I'm going to give it three out of five because uh, I think it's still endeavored to at least try and entertain. It was a sweet film. And three out of five, I think, is a decent uh, rating for it. Has it got anything to do with the Hava Hawaii song that Siri Devi made famous? No. Uh, no? Hava Hawaii is the, is the name of the of his rollerblades that he gives. Ah. Because he wants to get wings and fly. Ah. They give him these rollerblades and they make it out of uh, junk, uh, you know, and out of scrap metal. And they say, because you fly with this, we'll call you Hava Hawaii. Salil, now I have to say, I caught the uh, mm-hmm. trailer for Mustaram. Obviously, it's in the early release. Couldn't watch the movie here. And um, it's a bit naughty isn't it? Yes, it is, actually. And like I said, uh, when Grand Musti came out, I was quite shocked with the way the kind of cinema was taking a turn. And I think Sunny Leone can be credited with this. A lot of cinema now is going to be coming like this, which is going to be very naughty cinema. And because there's an audience for it, there's people that want to see it. You saw the trailer, you felt like watching it. If it had released in the UK, you probably, out of curiosity, would have gone to see it. Mm. And I think this film was made on a very low budget. It is based on a real story about a guy like these, which were, you know, <clears throat> semi-naughty in nature. Not completely, but semi-naughty in nature in the early 80s. And thereafter, how what was considered taboo, uh, how the, in, the sort of underground population started buying these books. And eventually, it became such a big rage that he, uh, you know, as, as a novelist in the film, uh, wanted to come out with an actual novel and nobody would let him. So actually the film, even though it's a naughty concept, deals with a lot of angst that the writer goes through. You know, so these are the same producers that made Shahid. So they've got an eye on what cinema works. But I want to say this to you. So I saw Hava Hawaii. I went in for the failed screening of another film because they cancelled the show because there were not enough people in the theatre. Uh-huh. But for Mastram in the night, there was a houseful show. And that's, I think, what the public wants. The first half is beautiful. This boy 
uh, like I said, the novelist who wants to write a novel, nobody wants him to write a novel. They want to listen to all this kind of, you know, steamy literature that he writes. And in the second half, he doesn't reveal who he is. In the second half, his family and friends find out that he's actually the writer. They ostracize him. Public makes fun of him. Nobody wants to be his friend anymore. But the film ends. How all the people that accused him of being horrible, of inciting people, enticing people, mm. eventually are the ones that are actually buying his book. And that, I think, speaks volumes of how hypocritical our society is. And that's what Mastram as a film deals with. And what marks out of five are you going to give it? You know, it's a, it's a quirky film with lots of dialogues and fun dialogues. And Rahul Bagga, the lead actor, is brilliant. And uh, Sikandar Khe's uh, sister actually plays his wife. So I'm going to give two and a half stars out of five. It's a naughty film. But it's got an interesting twist in the second half, which I recommend if you guys can get a DVD, go watch. Uh-huh. Oh, wonderful. So I there's two so. films that Salil is like, you have to go and watch. Salil, thank you very, okay. very much. So I want to ask you, the Rajnikanth movie, that got delayed. Yes, on well, the 23rd now is the final release date because they wanted to do a simultaneous release the world over in a number of languages. Uh-huh. So, you know, the Hindi was ready, but the other Telugu and Tamil were not. So I think now 23rd is the final date that they've given for the release of this film. Because this is like the second time it's been delayed. And many were saying, oh, is it a PR stunt? Because people are kind of pre-booking tickets in different places in India. I've got to give some really big news. I've spoken to an astrologer and a numerologist. Uh-huh. And they say that this is Rajni sir's uh, not very good year for releasing cinema. So you know, if, he's consta- if he's consulted a numerologist, which uh-huh. like a lot of filmmakers do... He might actually keep delaying this film, you never know. Because <laughs> even Himesh Rishamya was looking at 16th and 23rd of these two dates to release his film, Expose. He chose the 16th. So 23rd apparently is a very strong, lucky day to overcome a number of hurdles numerologically. Ooh. That's why Rajneesar has chosen 23rd. Well, thank you for clearing that up. Thank you very much, Salil. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, Take care. The wonderful Salil Acharya from Mumbai, who reviews movies in Mumbai for Rajan Pabushal. The People's Reviewer Salil Acharya will be back next week with more filmy reviews. Now let's hear from the queen of the latest Bollywood news and gupshop, Miss Malney, as she breaks down the latest gossip surrounding the likes of Priyanka Chopra, Shahid Kapoor and Siddharth Malhotra. Hi, Miss Malni. How are you? I am very well. I've had quite a rocking weekend and I'm ready to give you all the gossip. Oh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Now, he's been making other headlines recently, but who has Tiger Shroff upset? Oh, my gosh. So, you know how I already told you how Daddy told him not to bear his mm. abs, but of course, he hasn't been listening. Now, the Hero Panti lead, um, Kirti Sanan, has said that she's quite upset with her co-star uh, and the makers of the film as well. The actress, who's known uh, quite well in South Indian films, feels that the whole PR marketing campaign is all about Tiger. Tiger this, Tiger that, Tiger that. And in fact, recently at an event, she took the opportunity to speak up and even answer some of the questions that were directed towards Tiger because she wants to be uh, heard and in the limelight as well. I also know the two have been having some small issues between each other regarding who gets to be the focal point of promotions and you know that's never a good sign. Damn. Uh, well, she's got a point though. And now what has been going on between Shahid Kapoor and Priyanka Chopra? I have bad news, guys. For those of you who liked watching Shahid and PC together on screen, not going to happen anytime soon. Going by recent events, it seems very unlikely that they'll come together for a film or even an another television ad. Recently, Shahid was given the opportunity to attend a TV show with PC where the actress was planning on promoting her brand new single, but he flatly refused, saying he preferred coming solo. And PC has also refused a few projects offered to her because Shahid was involved. I guess they just don't want any more sparks and rumors. 
Oh, and considering they live in the same apartment, that's not good. Now, what is going on with Bollywood this week? Vidya Balan's not happy either. Oh my gosh, so Vidya Balan is really upset with this blind item news story that's circulating in the media. First, she was completely fed up of reading about her pregnancy rumors. But if that wasn't enough, she's now had to deal with these stories about her ex-flamed Shahid buying an apartment in her building. This has been really annoying her because she doesn't like having any connection with Shahid, and she's been pretty plain about that. They parted ways on quite a bitter note, as you know, and it was so bad that Vidya wouldn't even acknowledge him in public and, of course, was pretty brutal on Coffee with Karan. Now, uh, Siddharth Marotta told us in an interview recently he wouldn't mind dating a girl out of the industry, but um, have things changed for him? Has he changed his mind? So I don't know how many people know this, but Siddharth Malhotra and Shruti Hassan had shown interest in each other some time ago. But before taking it any further, Shruti has actually nipped the whole thing in the bud. She wasn't clear why, but it seems she doesn't want to be with someone who's been with so many others, if you know what I mean. Oh. Like, I Hadri and Shadra Kapoor, she's like, obviously he's going to be too much to handle. Oh, well, oh, he's, he's such a lovely guy, such a lovely guy. Now, what's happening with Salman Khan's hearing and also his up-and-coming movie? So on Tuesday, Salman Khan was president in court for the retrial of his 2002 hit-and-run case. It turns out that these developments are troubling for Salman's upcoming film with Suraj Rajatia. Even though there's no legal clarity as of now, Salman's producer, Sajid Nadiawala and Suraj, are hoping the actor doesn't face jail time for his court case, which, as we know, is quite possible watching Sanjay Bawa. And the buzz is that Rajatia, whose film is almost ready to go on floor, is super tense about hearing uh, that this might affect the state and potentially delay his film. Even Salman... Uh, even if he doesn't go to jail, the court hearings and lawyer meetings alone could take up too much time for this to work out. Um, and somebody else who's been very, very busy is Saif Ali Khan. He has been, aside from being busy, being up, upset with Hrithik Roshan, his calendar has been completely booked this year, especially with travel after going to Tampa for IFA. He flew to San Francisco to complete shooting uh, the movie Happy Ending. He started the year off with uh, Marisha's schedule for Hamshakals and then jetted off uh, to Punjab for Phantom. And it hasn't been easy, but he seems pretty determined to keep up with his professional commitments. And he met with a back injury, unfortunately, earlier. But despite that, he's still raring to go. And, you know, he's such a great fun, happy-go-lucky guy. I'm sure he's doing it really with a good attitude. Dashing and charming as well. Now, this is going to shock some people who's been asking who to meditate in Bollywood. As if there aren't enough rumors about them already, right? So believe it or not, Rithik has been asking Katrina to help him with his daily habit of meditation. Hmm. <laughs> Does that sound dodgy? That is that? weird. It's something he's been exposed to recently after going through his much public separation. Uh, as a coping mechanism, the actor has started meeting spiritual advisors and that's got him into meditation and helping him sleep. And he encouraged Katrina to get into that too because obviously she's had a bumpy ride. And the actress who's had a few up and downs in her personal life has taken his advice, so now she keenly listens to the yoga mantras that Dugu gives her with full attention. <laughs> now, my question is, do they sit side by side and meditate together? Oh, you never who knows? knows. Um, and what has Lulia Ventura turned down? So Salman wanted Miss Ventura to be part of the dance reality show Jalak Daklaja and, uh, and even got to the point where she was quite serious about her negotiations with the production house but things did not work out since you know she wasn't keen on shifting base to Mumbai for such a long time also the Romanian TV star who also isn't very happy with the money she's being offered for her stint on the show so she's not agreed to be part of it in fact uh, she's also turned down many other item song offers that have come away uh, past the song she did for Oteri so I guess 
she doesn't want to be just another one of Salman's item girls, which is understandable. Good for her. Good for her. And I have to tell you one last thing. Yesterday, uh-huh. Amir Khan, so sweetly, was playing tennis. And apparently, he's really good. Everyone stopped to watch him. And he stopped very sweetly to sign autographs for all the kids. Isn't that adorable? Aww. Aww. He's always been very, he's very such sweet. such a humble man. We love him. Thank you very much, Miss Malni. All right. Bye. And Miss Malni will be back same time next week. Check out our full interview with all our guests on bbc.co.uk slash Asian Network and look for the Raj and Pablo page. Also, DJ Ricky gave us a special birthday mix dedicated to two leading ladies of Bollywood, Madhuri Dixit and Anushka Sharma. It's certainly worth a listen back. It's up there with all the other interviews and other mixes from Bolly Lala Town. Now, next week, we're looking forward to Himesh Rishami and Yo-Yo Honey Singh together on screen for Exposé. And you'll be able to hear our interview with Jazzy B, the star of Romeo Ranja, which comes out next week. But until then, stay safe, guys. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, including Tommy Sandu's Best Bits, the official Asian download chart and Asian Network reports, log on to the BBC Asian Network website.